guys, how are you? I hope you're quite well, or at least the best that you can be. And this is the Yoga Quarter podcast, podcast where we get to know our community better. My name is Lena Makov and I'm your host. This week I'm giving you Fleur Pode. You may know Fleur from her yin classes at the Yoga Quarter, but she teaches many different styles of yoga as well. She talks a little about that during this chat. She also mentions her performing arts background and how she transitioned from that into yoga. Um, She also gives us advice on how to be gentle to ourselves to actually survive this situation. I'm sure you're going to enjoy this interview. Please give me some feedback. Lena, that's with double E, at theyogaquarter.co.uk. Let us know how you like it. Connect with us on social media. Uh, We love you to keep in touch. And now, here we go. Flair Pode. Welcome to our podcast, the Yoga Quarter podcast. How are you today? I am feeling much better. Um, yesterday was the first day I felt actually good again. I had three days of horrific headache and uh, a bit of a sore throat and I was a bit worried. So yesterday and today I felt really good and I'm really grateful for that. So fingers crossed I stay like that. <laughs> yes, yes. We, we all want you to stay healthy and absolutely happy. So you teach plenty of styles of yoga. You teach only yin yoga from what I know at the yoga quarter, but you teach many, many styles. Could you, could you tell them all? I mean, I'm, I'm assuming that it might take a few minutes for you to actually tell us about all the, all the styles that you teach, but like um, at least a few. I sometimes feel a bit embarrassed about, you know, what you teach. And I go, okay, so, um, so I started my journey uh, with Ashtanga and Rocket. And then I really enjoyed doing yin. So I then did a yin course, uh, yin training. Then I thought, oh, I actually really think it's a good thing to teach pre prenatal as well, because there was lots of requests for it. And I thought, oh, that's a quite nice calming practice and um when i did a prenatal and postnatal training because i also really liked working with with um, mummies and babies and it was really a really sweet thing to do and uh, the prenatal was a really soothing thing to do and then i had the ashtanga and the rocket and then this training and then realized oh i need to do more forest yoga training uh, then i also did mandala which is where you travel around the mat so you work with the elements um so you work with uh, the idea of the the elements connecting to different parts of your body, so hamstrings, hips, uh, heart openers, chest, shoulders, earth. So, ham- uh, no, wait, uh, sorry, twists, twists. Mm-hmm. Um, so that gives you a new, like a new element. That's so far of a yoga journey, but then I teach Pilates as well. I teach mat Pilates. That comes from my dance background. So with resistance bands or balls or little weights um, and the standing series and also teach prenatal pilates so i can incorporate that into my god it goes on right sorry you did say it several no, minutes that's, like, yeah. but that's brilliant like i think that's amazing i really wanted you to to make that list because that's that's really impressive that's really beautiful yeah. and then i nearly got trained as an animal flow trainer but i haven't done the actual test so <laughs> one of those many things that i still want to do <laughs> yeah. you're a mummy um, now i'm a mummy now so a lot of things just go okay not important next 
10 months old and it went so quickly 11 11 months old sorry he's 11 months old <laughs> good it must be exhausting as well like especially now when you can't really leave the house yeah um i've we've only just recently discovered that he can sleep through if i sleep in another room because then he doesn't want me to feed him in the night and so i've had four glorious nights of sleeping from about 10 to on average five, let's say on average five to 5.30. And it's been amazing because that hasn't happened for 11 months. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm feeling really good. Fantastic. That's really great. <laughs> yeah. It's been, it's been a journey of suddenly understanding what I've said as a non-mummy. Like, oh my God, these people like who have children and can't do this and oh, just take your baby there and just do this. Yeah. Uh, I was just very arrogant and now having a baby, I'm, I'm understanding a lot about my friends with babies. I'm, you know, I wasn't dismissive, but I think I thought like, I, if I have a baby, I'm going to do, do this and go to parties. And, and now you're like, it's nap time. We're not doing anything. It's nap time. Baby's sleeping. It's great. Let's, you know, it's like, <laughs> yeah. It must be amazing anyway, like being a mom. Um, but let's leave that. It's still a um, yoga studio podcast, so let's go back to it. Oh, yeah. I want to kind of link it with your performing arts background as well. Could you tell us, like, how this transformation happened, really? So there's lots of, I guess there's lots of actresses who then become yoga teachers or DJs or singers <laughs> or all of it. Um, I've, not, I've not managed to become a DJ. That's also on the list one day. <laughs> my... my my child is older. Um, I think I, like many people, I guess, found in yoga some grounding and less of the judging mind, which is so present in me as an actor. I found myself very, very you know, self-judgmental, very critical, very, very, very much on perfectionism and and that really can destroy, can destroy you. And I certainly was someone who was up, down, up, down, up, down, and, um, and then punished my body, like going to, going to classes to get into some sort of shape I thought I had to be in and or becoming quite vain or happy with, oh, I can do this bend or this twist or because I also came from a dance background and, um, and dancers can be quite ambitious. Um, I was never a professional dancer, even though, I did professional shows and got paid for it, but I wasn't like a ballet dancer or, or like a high-end professional dancer, but I did dance. And again, there is so much judging going on in the groups you're in. You know, you can do that or your leg is higher. And, and then when, when you come to yoga, or when I came to yoga, I had for a long, long time this ambition there, this, this structure of, you know, I have to get bendy, I have to get stronger, I want to get this done. And the more I practiced or the more I came in contact with very, very wise and wonderful teachers who were not just about the physical practice, the more I really felt something in myself open and connect. And I can now in my own practice notice, oh, that's me wanting to get into the shape because I did that last week or I know I can do it or, um, and the difference between me finding the movement as a meditation to just feel the energy flow in my body again. And funnily enough, it really has helped my performing because I don't 
care so much about it anymore. And and sometimes things come up and I get a little job here and there, which is really nice. And I, I really still love performing. So my kind of performing, I guess, comes out when I find a really nice poem or quote. And I share that with my class. Like I shared this morning a poem by Dana Falls who just really touches me. She has these beautiful yoga poems and I find they really connect to the time right now. And I, well, I don't see it as performing really, but I think it helps if, if I use the skills that I have from performing, like using my voice or the singing for mantra. Not that you have to be able to sing for mantra, but it just is nice for me to just share that and, uh, and invite people to then join in. Yeah, I think that's where the link for me is with the performing. I hope I don't perform in class. I think all of us maybe sometimes have a the yoga voice or the <laughs> now I'm the fitness trainer voice or you know I, I guess we all have that we have personas that we 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 bring on you know like when I when I'm a mummy and I'm like Finley hello you know I'm like my mummy voice or yeah but that's my link to to the performing arts that that is amazing though because like it gives you technique really how to use your voice and how to um, get to your students, I guess. Like it's a kind of different approach. Like people who start with a yoga, teach yoga, and they are suddenly asked to teach in a big room and project their voice. And then they teach two, three classes a day. They get hoarse a lot. That can happen. So it, it really helps to have that training and just know how to project for one. I didn't really use microphone ever in classes unless it's like a huge room um, but I never liked the microphone so um yeah that, that has really helped actually that training uh, what are your qualities individual flares qualities that you bring to your teaching your thing I should have thought about this right um, <laughs> so we I, have time don't worry <laughs> I, I think I hope I'm I'm welcoming and inviting in fact, when I started, I wanted to make sure everyone felt welcomed and and safe in my class to, you know, to stop, to pause, to adjust what they needed so that it really is their practice. I hope I'm fun and, and <laughs> pre- pre- precise. I can be quite nitpicky on like do this uh you know like you know point the toes or whatever it is i'm teaching i'm I'm quite like and then draw down through the heel and lift up through the <laughs> you know, so I'm, I'm quite um you know quirky precise in in that so when i when i learn something new i get really excited and i want to share that yeah i hope i can inspire the students to go oh that's something new and to explore yeah, you're for sure succeeding in that. Like, I know mm. that our community, the Yoga Quarter people, like, we do appreciate you a lot and we love your classes. So, yeah, that's Thank absolutely you. fantastic. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, uh, but that brings me to another question. What's your relationship with the Yoga Quarter studio? Like, how, how that happened and, like, what's so special about the Yoga Quarter? Like, if you could, um, you know... I really like teaching at the yoga quarter. I came there as a, I was really lucky. Um, so with lots of my classes that I've 
gotten over time and there was a time when I had I think 22 regular classes so a lot a lot of classes and then it went down because I got pregnant and I didn't keep all of them because they were either really far away or or I just yeah it was difficult or they were very early in the morning so yoga quarter was a really nice wonderful time for me um and how I got there was I I I did a cover for uh Dirish who's a a lovely another lovely teacher he he left that class he was very busy now does teacher trainings and I got offered that class and um I, th- I think it was because I had some people who were new and they really liked the class and then wrote to the yoga quarter and said oh we really like this class and I think that's how I then got invited by Georgina and that was really like this you know one so next step I've had lots of regular students who are so sweet and so so kind and and so inspiring for me i mean i don't know if they even know that how inspiring they are to me when they say we really like this poem or we really like this mantra or this song you played or when you helped me with this pose i i always get very yeah so grateful it's it's just a lovely lovely group of people at the yoga quarter (laughs) thank you for that Uh, one more thing no actually two i want to ask you do you ever practice bikram yoga I used to practice Bikram, Bikram yoga when I was um, starting out, and then there were no, no I, there were no Bikram studios around me. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, so the answer is no, because I just uh, usually when you teach yourself to then go out of a class, go into a shower, and then go to the next class is really challenging. So I haven't really practiced hot yoga for a while. No, I was just curious. <laughs> More time management. Uh, not like that I don't like it. Um, I know for myself, I get very vain in front of the mirror. I get, I, I know, it. I, it's just something I put my hand up. I get very observant of myself. And, Proper you know, actress. Like, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> and a dancer. That's beautiful. <laughs> and I, I notice for myself that I then come out and, and then depending on how my practice was, you know, it was good, it was bad. I come out either. <laughs> Um, so I have to watch that yeah I have to watch I was that. really curious because you as we established already you have a really long list of um of styles that you teach but there's no Bikram in there and I was like it, it's it's fairly I don't want to say easy probably not but like I imagine for performance it's a really natural way to actually teach Bikram because it's dialogue led and stuff so I was just yeah. curious, like out of all the things that you have in your on your list and like but there's no Bikram so I was curious no no it was yeah I did I did a lot of Bikram yeah when you know when they started out yeah and I think I'm I'm a vinyasa person so I I do like vinyasa and more of the the flowy dancer yeah last question what would you what would your advice be for people that are now at home sad and lonely because it's been a week over for some people longer so it, it's hard, isn't it? Like it's, it's getting hard slowly. So what would you advise? Well, I, I'm not going to say don't be sad. Don't be, because, you know, if you are sad, then you can acknowledge the feelings. However, I've not been sad and I've not been worried. My partner has, he's been worried. I would advise to see it as this is an amazing opportunity. So we can always see things as negative and a disruption of our status quo the things that we're used to you know the the things we feel safe with and a lot of us at the moment 
might feel very unsafe, very anxious. I mean, all the self-employed people basically have just lost all the work. Um, I mean, the government is meant to help now, but, you know, no one quite knows yet. Everything is sort of this vagueness. I know people who have to pay mortgages and are like, how am I going to do this? And I'm not even saying that, you know, it will all turn out well. It might be that, you know, people might lose their businesses, might all be happening. However, it is this, this thing that you can't change at the moment. We are stuck in, in our homes um, or meant to be self-isolating, so not going out too much. And it's a time of looking inside and noticing, okay, I can't change that. How do I feel about this? Okay, there's anxiety, there's anger, there's frustration. Can I now work with myself? Because there is no distraction. You don't have to go to work. Maybe you still do, you know, maybe like, I mean, I still, I'm still working from home and I, I've cried a few days because, you know, all my work has gone and I really don't like social media. I don't want to do it. I don't want to post pictures. And here I am at home, really enjoying it at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> I've just really sort of jumped the thing of, I'm going to do it now and I want to share some classes and I want to be part of this online community and I just want to try it out and and I don't want to be left behind but I also don't want to feel this this pressure of doing it so I've actually learned some new skills and despite me still worrying about okay you know how is it going to be with income because my classes are not there and how is it going to be in the the long term will people continue doing online class or will they you know in the beginning it's like the beginning of January everyone goes to the gym and then you know they sort of dwindle out um we don't know that yet and I still feel like okay I'll, I'll reach across that bridge when when it's the next step and I felt really calm these days and if you're stuck at home and you're you're worried or you're feeling cabin fever just imagine you're a monk and you know just see can you can you build up a daily routine can you find things that bring you a gentle joy and can you get over the feeling of loneliness and connect to people there are so many people now offering to connect to you know to have a chat and i know that seems really strange like reaching out to people you don't know but if you don't have a lot of people that you generally connect with online and in a way we will all feel lonely at times there's no you know doubt that we all feel lonely even if we are in a big family if you are with a loving partner with a child there are moments we all feel lonely and um the thing is then to be your own parent and that's the thing that i've really learned through parenting that you have to be your own parent you have to see in yourself that little child and listen to that inner child and go what do i need okay I'm, it's four o'clock in the morning. I'm feeling a little bit lonely. What would my little child like? Okay, a hot chocolate and maybe my favorite song, you know, or, and that's just really noticing in yourself and listening and just taking that time to not go, oh, I'm lonely. And, and hearing the, the words of, you know, you're not worthy. I'm alone. There's no one there for me, the victim mode. And we also all go into that, but then going, okay, I'm having these feelings and they might, they, they might not be just loneliness there might be anger frustration so all of these feelings they don't try to push them away that's never going to work but 
acknowledging them and then going, okay, I'm feeling angry. And what can I do? Can I do a, a dance to like a strong, strong song? Or can I, can, if I feel sad, can I get myself a, you know, hot chocolate and a, a nice cozy blanket or all those things. And it really requires you to connect more to your own frequency and then raise it with kindness and compassion and love that was beautiful thank you <laughs> thank you so i didn't lovely. plan this <laughs> it was really lovely surprise think, it came out <laughs> yeah and i think like many of our listeners will benefit from us from that that was really gorgeous so i would I like can. you to fill those blanks here all right you ready okay yeah <laughs> three rituals that i can't skip in the morning are Taking a moment to tune in how I feel. My cup of tea, what a hot drink, like a hot drink. And ah, third one changes. And um, forward folds. Yeah, at least a few forward <laughs> folds. Gorgeous. Next one. If I could live anywhere in the world, I would live... <laughs> so including places i've never been and might like to go i think i would really like to be in in new zealand okay and the last one my favorite when i was a child my favorite movie was ah when i had several though when i was a child i really liked the last unicorn which is a cartoon um, I like The War of the Buttons, which is a French black and white film. It's about friendship, and I loved it. Gorgeous. And Fried Green Tomatoes. I like that one too. Oh, yes. <laughs> that's lovely. Yeah, that's fantastic. Nice Thank question. you so much. Uh, that was a lovely chat. Thank you. Uh, I know that the Yoga Quarter family will appreciate you sharing your, uh, your knowledge and everything with us. Thank you so much for having me and I really enjoyed this. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to this interview. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. Thank you for being with us, staying with us, practicing with us. Join our private Facebook group, The Yoga Quarter Live. Follow us on social media, on Instagram, on Facebook, everywhere where you, you can get in touch with us. We want to know how you're doing. We want to stay connected. We can get through this. Let's get through this together.